many people who minimize their experience with loss because people who they are close to didn't validate their experience. Loss is a part of life, so naturally, grief is a part of life. If someone you know minimizes your experience with loss, whether it's loss of a job, death of a partner, or leaving college, remind yourself that this is your experience, not theirs, so they aren't always going to understand. And that's an excerpt from the show. Today, we'll be discussing events that cause grief. And here's the intro. Welcome to Managing My Grief, where it's all about learning to live with grief after experiencing loss. Here's your host, Miss Dilworth. I'm glad you chose to join me for this discussion on events that cause grief. When you hear someone is grieving, what's the first thing you think? If you thought something along the lines that someone must have died, you're with the majority. Although death is definitely a leading cause for someone to experience grief, there are other events that happen in life that can lead to grief as well. As I was preparing for the show and looking over these definitions, I was reminded and touched by how deeply the pain of being deprived can be. How you want something back so badly, but are unable to attain that thing again. To never be able to experience something the way it was once experienced and only have memories or items to remind you of that experience. It's understandable why grief is so challenging to live with and why some deliberately choose to push down their grief instead of acknowledging it. The pain can be overwhelming to even think about for some. After listening to this show, if you feel overwhelmed or down, remember to do something healthy to lift your spirits. Grief is basically the inward distress one has after experiencing a loss. So how does this relate to identifying events that lead to grief? It's all about one's internal reaction. Two people can have the same experience, but based on genetics, perspective, experiences, and many more factors, the two individuals will have completely different reactions. Take, for example, one who experienced a divorce. Divorce is a common cause for grief. While one person who is getting a divorce may feel elated, another person may feel deprived, heartbroken, and distressed, resulting in them experiencing grief. While listening to this list, understand that not everyone who has these experiences will also experience grief. This list was taken from griefrecoverymethod.com. Now, let's get to the list. A few events include death of a spouse, death of a family member or friend, divorce, and marital separation. This next one I found to be very interesting. Marriage. Marriage in itself can bring grief. There are many aspects to marriage that can bring grief, such as an increase in conflict within a marriage. Imprisonment is another event that can lead to grief. Grief is very common amongst people who experience chronic illnesses. This part of the list includes loss of control of body, change in health of a family member, personal injury, or illness. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a Swiss-American psychiatrist who wrote a book called On Death and Dying. In her book, she interviewed 200 cancer patients, which is where we get the five stages of grief, or some may call it the Kubler-Ross model. In a future show, I'll discuss the different stages or experiences of grief. Kubler-Ross did a superb job in showing how many people with a chronic illness experiences grief. I encourage you to go check out the book. Again, it's called On Death and Dying 
by Kuba Ross. If you haven't experienced these next ones, it can be challenging to understand how these events can lead to grief. Keep in mind that grief is the result of losing something or someone. The list includes gaining a new family member. This can bring grief for several reasons. First, the dynamics within the family changes, many times resulting in two people no longer having as close of a relationship. In some families, especially military families, someone gets married and the family gets stationed in another country, resulting in family members having little to no access to each other. A few more include change in living situations, gaining step-siblings or step-parents, sexual difficulties, pregnancy, a child leaving home, also known as empty nest syndrome, change in schools, and the beginning or ending of school or college can bring grief. Let's explore this last one, ending school or college. So you interact with the same people for four or five years by choice or forced. In college, you choose your own classes, but in high school, you're usually forced to take certain classes. But either way, you get used to certain people, the culture of your friends, the school and teachers. Then you graduate and initially there's excitement, maybe a little anxiety about what the future holds, but you're forced into it. You are no longer a part of that culture. You don't interact with your friends in the same capacity you once did. Now you're an adult with different expectations and responsibilities on your shoulders, less camaraderie. And for many, they have to start over with creating a new social circle, which can be challenging for some. Let's pause here for a moment. As a licensed clinical professional counselor and one who facilitates workshops and conferences for the bereaved, I've met many people who minimize their experience with loss because people who they are close to didn't validate their experience. Loss is a part of life, so naturally, grief is a part of life. If someone you know minimizes your experience with loss, whether it's loss of a job, death of a partner, or leaving college, remind yourself that this is your experience, not theirs, so they aren't always going to understand, and that's okay. Even though they may not accept that you are grieving or how long you're grieving, still accept them for where they are and walk your own path. Find people who do understand and will validate your loss. All right, back to the list. Several more events that can cause grief include dismissal from work, retirement, change in financial state, a change in a different line of work, business readjustment, change in responsibilities at work. Major mortgage can definitely bring grief to a lot of people. Foreclosure of mortgage or a loan is also a big one. And a spouse who starts or stops work can also lead to grief. These next ones are more abstract, but still has equal potential to bring grief. They are loss of trust, loss of approval, and loss of safety. There are many more that can be added to this list. But for sake of time, we're going to stop here. Take a moment to think about your own life experiences. Did you identify with any of these on the list? If so, did you experience grief? Have you worked through that grief or was experience so overwhelming that you pushed it down and haven't addressed it? In a later show, we'll talk more about how you can let grief out and embrace mourning. For now, I'll leave you with a few healthy ideas to manage your grief. Taking a walk in nature. 
I know some people love nature and others are like, mm, no, I'm good. If you don't like nature, that's okay. Still try to get some sunlight. Studies show that sunlight can impact one's mood. A few more are listening to your favorite songs, talking to a friend, and making art. I especially like the last one. Creating something can be very therapeutic, whether it's cooking, planting a garden, painting, drawing, or playing a musical instrument. All of these are considered to be creative activities. Some people are more intellectually oriented. Reading a book or doing a crossword puzzle is helpful. Others are more physically oriented. So exercise or taking a hot or cold bath or shower can be more beneficial. While others are okay with binging for a bit. So go watch your favorite comedy show. Whichever self-care you choose, try to make sure it's something healthy. To learn more about grief, click on another show. To attend a grief workshop, go to managingmygrief.net. Have a productive day and live in your greatness.